0: hello humans behind the screen this is Dre Murray thank you for tuning in to the Black Go Creative Podcast Uh, today you will be hearing part two of Billy and I's conversation on Competition and collaboration, or collaboration and competition—however you want to put those two Uh, things—but we'll pick up right where we left off. So if you haven't heard part one of the conversation uh, that dropped last week, so you can go back, listen to that um, episode, and just kind of get a feel of what you know the the context is and where we're going with, with all of this, and then you can pick right back up with this new episode. So thank you guys as always for, for listening and subscribing, you know, leaving reviews and, and commenting, interacting with us online. We really appreciate all of that. Um, we've added something new to the the website and I'll put a link in the description box. Um, and you can now be a supporter financially of the, of the podcast. You can sponsor the podcast with as little as a dollar a week. You can. Help us to turn this podcast into something very special. We've we've been doing this since 2018, and it's something that we want to continue to do, and, and hopefully uh, make this, you know, the the main thing that we do with with bringing on uh, coffee professionals and, and other creatives, and just making this the best podcast that we possibly can. So your support is greatly appreciated, uh, and we we hope that you would continue to listen. So. Thank you guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, and yeah, you have an amazing day. Peace. I don't know if you were trying to go
1: here next, but this immediately makes me think about building teams and building yeah. networks and like how to collaborate, how to because um, you because even once you collaborate, you can still be competitive, not just with each other on a team, but your team versus another team. I mean, that's the whole thing right. with sports is they're usually – I say usually. I mean, you got tennis. You got all these other – but, like, there, there's a lot of sports that are team sports, and that doesn't mean there's not competition in varied degrees. If you're Anthony Davis, you still want to try to get better and be better than LeBron, but he's also yeah. your teammate, so you guys are going to try to be the best in the league. I mean, there's right. ways that this works, and so – um, understanding collaboration and competition rightly and holistically, I think can be the most fulfilling thing you've ever experienced.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you, you, in the Anthony Davis, LeBron, um, scenario. Yeah. He's, he's trying to be better, but then he's also pointing out when LeBron isn't trying to be better than him. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right, it's like right, right. Um, I go, I go, I go back to, and I'm, I'm keep bringing up basketball just because that was like my yep. competitive thing for a very long time. There's a guy from Houston that I played against in high school, and my high school was like at one time we were like number five in the nation, and we had a parade all American on our team, and you know we beat some people that would wind up in the nba so we were we were a basketball school so people that we played when they when they beat us they celebrated um and this one guy i knew from the neighborhood he one of my best friends went to college with him he transferred to a school that played my school in college wound up in the same conference so i had to see him two times a year first time i stepped on the court with him you know we dapped it up and everything and He was coming off of screens left and right like he Uh was on it and he was on it because of what we did to them in high school Mm. and and not on some revenge type stuff. But, oh, this is going to be a game where I got to be on. So I'm focused Mm -hmm. because this dude came from Milby and I know how they were taught. I know how they play. But he caught me at the time where. I become a new believer. I'm in these niceties. <laughs> hey man, how you doing? That competitive edge was gone. Uh-huh. I was trying to figure it out, bro. I was trying to figure it out. And that's no excuse. That's that's real. You can ask anybody around me. Like, I I stopped playing basketball because of that. Um I remember him coming off a screen, bro. I got there too late. He let it go, and I knew it was going in. And the next couple of times down, instead of him like taunting me, he kept saying, "Come on, Milby! Come on, Milby! Let's go! <laughs> let's go, Dre! What you doing?" He's encouraging me because he knows that if I rise to my full potential that he's seen before, yeah, that is going to make him rise and play better, and we might have one of the best games. Mm-hmm. ever because now you got two competitive people competing at their highest and trying to beat the other person. Right. And he's on the other team but we're collaborating. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. While
0: he's on the other team. Yeah. And I like that moment always stands out to me because growing up you had the opposite. You had people that were even on your team you throw the ball away one more time you know what i'm saying like that's not collaborating no but here here he is on the other team he knows me from the neighborhood in houston seeing what i can do knows the level of competition that i'm supposed to be at Mm -hmm. and he's like yo dog i'm trying to have us both out here with 40 points Mm -hmm. and you tripping you just let me do whatever i want to do yeah um you know what i'm saying like and that happened multiple times to where i was like man i don't know how to compete anymore like i i can't figure this thing out to the point where i just quit um yeah but yeah like that's
1: i don't i don't mean to take this i don't mean to take this to a you know a spiritual you know side in this way like i'm about to in fact this can wait till the next episode because we uh might actually have to cover what you brought up earlier about <laughs> certain pastors and listening to folks and all that. But uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just freaks me out though, to be a, a creative person, uh, an artistic person and think there are people really out there who exist that don't think Jesus dunked on people. They don't think yeah. he would have done that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I bring that up mostly jokingly, but also because I'm just like, I, I can't fathom the way some someone views humanity if that's what you think you know what i mean like i just can't get over that on a side note though uh i mean it's related to this conversation but a different angle right we keep bringing up basketball because that's what you know for sure and i know it as an observer and someone who plays it very 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 leisurely (laughs) but uh (laughs) but but let's take it somewhere that's unfamiliar to both of us for the most part um in, back in like December or sometime I think I was bringing up that, that everyone of my family was hype on chess like two out of my three kids knew it real well um, so I learned and then Tasha learned and we all just played chess like we just didn't most of us didn't know how but we did and so chess is a game that you know has not like been around in my life I don't keep up with it I don't know nothing about all the the competitions and the different moves yeah. and um, but Bobby there's fishing. a show that came out that, that everybody's hype about. Um, but, but just like you, um, should do with spiritual things, with, with, with creative things, go to the source material, right? Go past mm-hmm. the, the hype to the things that are underlying. And so, so my kids and I watched a movie called searching for Bobby Fisher, um, which mm-hmm. came out in 93. I don't know if you remember that movie or hearing yeah. about it or anything, yep. yep. but the dope thing about chess and about the movie, that movie and the show that's all popular on Netflix is I don't know, for me, watching those, it's kind of the most healthy version of sportsmanship or competition and collaboration that I've ever seen, is in chess. And what I, I mean I by that is, and I'm sure there's other games that are like this too, it Just this is fresh on my mind, is when you play someone in chess, or you better yet, you beat someone, your motivation is to win and to be the best and to get better. But when you put out your hand at the end of the match, like most everyone does, no matter win or mm-hmm. lose, young or old, it's to agree that the other person is going to try to get better and to come back and mm-hmm. beat them the next time. And that it's a game where it's a game of strategy and of the mind and those kinds of things. And the reason why it just you know seems so vivid in my mind is I think the greatest people in every field treat their their vocation and their skills and their opponents so to speak as that. Like I I genuinely think LeBron wants to be the best. I also yeah. think though he would be glad if Anthony Davis or whoever in the world was as good as or better than him, glad in a way that he would go, okay, all right. And he would keep rising or keep trying to rise. Like that that is the goal. It would be super lame. I, in fact, I think that's why everybody was so disappointed those years where the Warriors were the top team for those those years. It wasn't the same vibe as the Bulls winning all those years. There was fierce competition. Right. The Warriors. Right. It was like nobody could touch them. Even the best teams. Even when there was a, a, a team like even the Rockets that one year, it, it, mm-hmm. the narrative was just like, yeah, everybody sucks compared. You know, James Harden's nowhere near right. Steph. Like they won't show up. I'm going. He's got all these like scoring titles and all these other things, but you you just gonna act like they're not even the same universe, okay? And it just you could (laughs) tell that it made the whole game boring. Everybody, everybody I knew was a basketball fan. Unless you were a Warriors fan, you were like, "This is come on, because somebody like, can we do something else? This is not, yeah, ain't even fun, you know." Now it's fun again because you're like, well, it could be. The The Lakers, well, I don't know. It could be the Nets if they get it together. Well, it could be the Clippers might. Well, I don't know. Jimmy Butler's kind of a wild card. Who knows? What are we going right. to do? What's going to happen? And that's the kind of stuff where you're like, okay – Everybody's trying to make everybody better. It's competition. Yep. And when I think about music, the same way. You hear a dope sample, or you hear a new remix, or a, or a co- songwriting collaboration. You know, Taylor Swift and Bon Iver, and you go, "Well, what were they inspired by? How did they mm-hmm. arrive at that?" Man, they're making each other better. They're making me want to be better. They're making me want to try something. And that's the healthy thing that's underlying. You know, with with good sportsmanship, good collaboration, is that you you are trying to be the best version of you. And you are trying to get people to be the best version of themselves. And honestly, man, again, not to over-spiritualize, I think that's what we're supposed to do as Christians, too. I think you try to understand someone for who they are and recognize that they could be better than that, whether it's their mm-hmm. spiritual condition, their their physical condition, their you know mental condition or whatever. And God is in the business of restoring, redeeming, and then... Repurposing and pushing you forward to be that best version of yourself because the best version of yourself reflects who God is and his greatness. It's why, yeah. even people who aren't doing it for that reason, you can watch a LeBron James or a Michael Jackson, you know, in his field or whoever, mm-hmm. and you can see greatness, you can see God like qualities. Because that is them being in their bag, so to speak, right? Being yeah. a, a reflecting an image of God that God intended, even if the person is not intending that, you know? Yep. And so, anyway, yep. this this conversation, you could go any, any which way, but those are the kinds, those are the aspects of it that excite me, that make me want to move in silence, so to speak, collaborate when appropriate put my cards on the table when appropriate and just like do my thing, you know, in my life, just like do my thing, be the best at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. That's good, bro. That's good. And that, that turns into, you know, the Warriors were a great team because of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and you can have amazing players on a, on a franchise, but they aren't a team. Um, And so I think that's what, that's yeah. why it wasn't fun. Yeah. Uh, cause you had a lot of <laughs> franchises with, they were putting all these people together trying to, to make a team. And, and really, that's not how the, the Warriors organically came together. You right. You know what I mean? They, they, Mark Jackson was there Warriors. when they were trash. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they were trash for a while. And so, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, um, you and then you begin to intentionally. It's not to say that it's not it's it's wrong to be intentional about going and trying to find a a, a piece that you're missing, uh, to to invite somebody in to the fold and and that's that's not wrong. I mean they've I, I think the Nets have shown that you know the right chemistry if you get the right people that play the positions they put their ego down and say you know this is mm-hmm. for the like you say, the bigger vision, we're going to compete, uh, within this team and, and, and make something great. I think it can work. Um, and so the, I think the next step of the next step of that is to find those people. We kind of talked about this earlier. Um, and so I want to add, because of the conversation we had before we got on, being honest about the level that that person may be on in whatever particular area mm-hmm. is key. And so, for instance, I remember wanting uh, Boogie Cousins to come to Oklahoma City at at the time where we, with Serge abaca hadn't fully developed yet, and we needed, and Adams was just coming into that his own as a as a superstar really you know somebody yeah. that's had some notoriety in the league he he was just stephen adams we needed that enforcer down low mm-hmm. but then a lot of people i would talk to was like yo but he's a locker room problem he's right. you know this and that and so some people would which they did kind of overlook that and say He's a great inside force. We need an inside force. We'll just deal with it, you know. A lot of bulls and and Dennis Rodman. We'll just we'll just deal with it. Right. Sometimes that works out, but sometimes, <laughs> bro, it it blows up. And right. so, in building a team, you have to take all of that into account. And you know, it's it's not going to work out sometimes. Um, but to be intentional about building your team, which we can take that cue from sports, the way they try to put right. teams together this person does this this person does this well this person does this well and if we all work together and and compete at the at our best we can do something amazing and so going forward with black gold you know we're not at the point now where we can just start pulling a bunch of people in but at the jump i know we've had conversations already about identifying some strengths strengths in certain people um and and then also just you know more importantly, the character of these people uh to to right. be a part in the future, of maybe what we're doing so that's what like I'm keeping my eye on that because in the past sometimes I've done that um and just brought in the wrong people yeah and and a lot of times it was just because they were there, which in turn is 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 similar to the competition thing um You want the best people and it's okay to want the best people. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, I don't think that is is that's part of that whole Jesus dunking on um, (laughs) like you can have a section of your team for development. Right. You know, this is someone over here that, yeah, you know, this is the the level where you are now you know you think about martial arts and the belts mm-hmm. and like working with like this is this is the area where you compete this is what you do right no but i'm greater than i i know but slow down like this is where you are you're on the jv squad this is the varsity squad uh and it's okay you you've you still run up and down the court with some of these varsity guys and you participate but there's a level that has to be attained sometimes in, in different areas. And I think the more we're honest about that, the better that we build, you know, we, we get to the, the goal and we build great teams in that way. Uh, it's a lot of great guys on the bench in the NBA yeah. that would go to a rec league and kill people. That's you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that's literally where my mind goes, though, is because I, I think the one danger with leadership culture, as far as like in the business world or the church world and all that is you read a leadership book and a leadership podcast, which again, those are great. I've used them. I don't anymore though. Uh, but you read all those. and Now everybody thinks they're the leader though. Like everybody, everybody, you learn from it. Now I'm the, I'm the leader. I'm going to be a brand leader. I'm going to be a, this leader. I'm going to lead this and that. And that's fine. But when you look at the NBA, see the differences you think a regular team uh is fine but you want the all-star team but listen yep. that only works for one game cuz it's for fun <laughs> yep the regular team you don't realize that the the 13th guy on the team or whatever way down there who may never play who's just there for development but not G League development where he gets to play right. he's there right. to be in the locker room and be be around the culture right he's yep. there to to play trash ball maybe right Yep. Um, that that guy could still run circles around, like you said, everybody in the rec league and all this. We need teams in business and in churches and in you know schools, education system, where people know I am the the bench guy, trash ball guy, and like. Mm-hmm. But that means I'm mm-hmm. still on the team. Like I'm still the best mm-hmm. of the best and up here, but I'm not, I'm not LeBron. Like right. I'm not in the all-star game though. And that's okay. Cause in life, how often does the all-star game happen? You know, maybe right. never, unless yeah. we think, think of a right. creative analogy for it. It doesn't happen while you're on your team though. You've got to know your role. And that is what made the Warriors those, those years different from the other teams is, You want the best of the best. Cool. Other teams recruited the best of the best, and it didn't work because culture and chemistry uh, trumps competency all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Culture, Mm -hmm. chemistry, character, whatever kind of words you want to use, those trump competency every time, uh, yep. Look at the rotation of people that the Rockets have had on their team in the f- past few years. More than anybody else, they had Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. You know, I'm probably forgetting somebody. All kind of people cycled through, and and it hardly made them better. You know, right? Because they were trying to get the talent without getting you know the chemistry and the culture of the team right. And I I, I just think yeah people have to realize that everyone has a role and that that sometimes your role is to be developed or it is to learn or it is to kill it in your little area, your little section. And I don't mean that in a demeaning way. I mean that in a way that says you kind of got to recognize what that is. And that's, that's hard, man. I'm one of those people that struggles with that. When I'm on a team, I'm going, I want to be the best. Um, the other side of that, you know, just like we talked earlier about it being binary, my my other pendulum swing thing was then I would get discouraged or go, I don't need to be the best. I just need to do my thing over here and make this section work. And then I would neglect the friendly competition that makes you better, right? And mm-hmm. just kind of do my thing over here without contributing to the bigger picture. And so, it yeah, it's hard, man. I think one of the most natural ways to build a team or a brand Is kind of like sports, or maybe Mm -hmm. even like a rock band or a music group, is when people kind of come around and they get the culture and the vision first, and you know their characters on point and their motives are pure and all that. Then you start probing more into, well, what can you do or what do you want to do? Like, if you were contributing to this and not just like admiring and observing, if you were contributing, what would you want to do to contribute Mm -hmm. to this? Like, how are Mm -hmm. you going to? make this vision come to life. And and building a team like that, I know everybody's not afforded that, right? How do you do that on with a resume at a <laughs> business? Uh, but right. for a company like Black Gold, we are afforded that where people can come along alongside of us and we sort of recognize them and go, hey, you know, I think you might have a part in this. You know, it's kind of like the What's his name? I don't even remember which leadership book or blog or whatever this came from, but the, the right people on the bus kind of situation. I like that analogy, mm. but that also just kind of assumes you got this bus rolling around and people are getting on and off or you're inviting them on and off. And that's cool. But you know, basketball teams don't work like that. <laughs> right. You got to work your right. tail off to get on the actual team. You know, the one that has a, the roster for the NBA and not just the G league or a part of the organization somewhere. Uh um, yeah. we're talking about the team. I ain't talking about the ball boy, you know, I'm not talking about the water mm-hmm. person. Those those people are on the team too in some ways, but we are talking about the people that actually step on the court at this point. And so, yep. um so leadership books are cool, but I think there's better ways to build a team and I think, you know, the cool thing is you and I both know that because of our backgrounds. And so yeah. I'm excited to see where Black Gold goes as far as building a team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Um and sometimes that the whole leadership thing you talked about sometimes on the basketball team, the guy on the bench, they bring in somebody that is the the leader and mm-hmm. he's he doesn't start he doesn't get the notoriety, but the right. superstar goes to him for advice the superstar looks to him when you know things get heated, he's the one that calms things you know down yeah. uh, you know I think about that bulls team that early early on they had a lot of those strong. Those those men with men strength, like they had, they had, they were strong. <laughs> yeah. um cartwright was the he was the glue a lot of times to that yeah. team. um You know, Jordan looked to him as a young guy to you know he respected him um, yeah. as as well as a few other people on on the that were on those early teams on the bench that he looked to. They were probably some of the only people that could calm him down sometimes. So yeah yeah man I mean Paxson Paxson is still a part of the Bulls franchise but because of that because I feel Mm -hmm. like you know he he understood that um so we got to talk about this low-end theory Dre yes man before we get out of here the low-end theory um I'm very excited about it man you know I'm, I'm excited to actually have it in my hands and smell the coffee and uh, see mm. the, the 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 bag and you know show it off to the people that i can show it off to but then i'm also excited about seeing and for those of you that don't know the low end theory is our new single origin coffee ethiopia um you know where the coffee story started we call it the low end theory because similar to the tribe called quest album the low end theory where they removed a lot of the complexities in the in the music that were maybe going on at the time it was just a jazzy sample bass and drums and some funky dope rhymes um you know they they took it back to the essence of of this thing and so um that's kind of what we're doing with the low end theory in, in trying to tell the story but i'm you excited to can see can we
1: play our own ad can we play our own ad? Yeah. We could just pause right here and, and let's play play the ad. I'll nice. Be back in a yep.
0: second. You're cutting out all the noise, the distractions, the high level conversations that really don't move the needle. They just bounce back and forth in an effort to keep people occupied. The low end, however, consists of the real conversations. The things that actually move the needle. The things that shape and move culture forward. A lot of times these conversations, these decisions are made while drinking a magnificent cup of coffee. The low end theory from Black Gold Creative. Roasted with the human in mind. Yeah, so that's the that's the ad, man. That's uh. One, well, one of the ads that that we we have now and, and more more to come as far as, you know, fleshing out what this this story is. But I'm excited to see this coffee out in a while, as we say, on the internet's with people that have purchased the coffee, posting about it and sharing about, you know, their excitement uh, about the coffee. So that's that's the thing that has me hype. You know, what I mean,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it's so cool, man, to see people sharing pictures and videos and TikToks and reels and tweets and everything about yeah. it. Um, cause I can tell, you know, just like we said earlier in the podcast, I think they get the vision, they get the story, mm-hmm. you know? And so they're, they're just, they're, they're hyped to be a part of it. And we are grateful that they are a part of it. Uh, yeah. Cause yeah, man, coffee yeah. is bigger than just a, a drink. You know what I mean? It's conversation, it's culture, it's history. um, yeah, and so I'm 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 stoked about it, man.
0: Something that stuck out to me on uh, Jesse's podcast, uh, the, the the coffee podcast, he had a a, a doctor on uh, or scientists on rather, just talking about the health benefits and coffee and whatnot. And one thing that stuck out to me in the conversation was coffee is not caffeine. Um, you know, we we think about that, and and um, because of the the way this world this this western side of the world operates this marketing machine caffeine has become synonymous with coffee um when that's you know there's a hundred other compounds in coffee there's the culture of coffee there's everything that goes into it but we focus a lot of times just on the caffeine to the point Mm -hmm. to where we we uh shun decaf um because of that even though decaf still has a little bit of caffeine in it as well as these other amazing properties that you know caffeinated coffee has Mm -hmm. those exist in decaf as well so that blew my mind so it's like there's this whole story not just with you know the low-end theory and all this but just in coffee in itself man it just there's this beautiful story that if you just throw it in a box and try to bottle it up and call it just caffeine we lose a lot of that a lot of that story you know uh we're pinpointing pinpointing a specific story with this ethiopian coffee that um you know some other people have 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 told and continue to tell um but that story i don't think it can be told enough um right you know because especially since uh the beautiful people of ethiopia a lot of them are still making coffee and in the original way and having these ceremonies um you know and and it's not just let's go to a cafe and grab a cup of coffee it's it's Mm -hmm. an actual beautiful ceremony and so it can't be that particular story that that area cannot be talked about enough in my opinion um yeah we need we need to tell more dope stories in coffee man we we need them Uh, especially during this time when we can't actually sit down and have a cup of coffee together. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I agree, man. There you have it. Part two of competition versus collaboration. Uh, or is it collaboration versus competition? <laughs> um, hope you enjoyed it. Please do not forget if you if you can, dear humans, please subscribe to the podcast. That way, it pops into your feed uh, each week. Please uh, share the podcast with someone you love, someone you don't like very much, <laughs> whoever. Share the podcast, uh, and also go to www.blackgoldcreative.org for all things Black Gold Creative. Uh, We really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Hope you have an amazing day, an amazing week. And uh, yeah, until next time, peace.